welcome to Retro Awards, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 89, and we're talking Fire Emblem, the Sacred Stones for the Game Boy Advance. It's the first Fire Emblem game that we've decided to cover on this show. Now, I have played Fire Emblem for the Game Boy Advance. I've also played another Fire Emblem game for the Super Nintendo. And, oh my god, that's a monster and a half. And both of these episodes will be covered at some point. I went kind of went through a Fire Emblem stage, if you've been following the show, and it basically did four Fire Emblem games, just back-to-back. Um, kind of killed me, but I enjoyed it. And this is the fit. well, this is actually the second of them, because the one of the one was a DLC episode where I talked about um, Emblem, Fire Emblem Emblem. This was Fire Emblem Sacred Stone. So this is one I'd never played before. And again, I love doing this, playing games I'd never played before. And I'm really looking at myself like, why didn't I play either Fire Emblem or Fire Emblem Sacred Stones for the Game Boy Advance? I, I kick myself. I really do kick myself because I would have enjoyed it so much. I blitzed through this. I played Fire Emblem first and then found Sacred Stones. Blitzed through that as well. And I think there is one more for the Game Boy Advance, but it would never came out in Europe. So I do believe I'm going to have to find a Japanese port. I do believe. Let me just double check. Yeah, I was right. The Binding Blade. I played the Blazing Blade, which we just called Fire Emblem. It was the Binding Blade. That came out the year before. So that's just a Japanese-only game. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to find a patch for that. So I'll be able to give that one a go at some point. Now, this week I am joined by Keeks. He really wanted to do Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. And eventually I held him off long enough and got him through the door. And we had a good old chat about this one. He enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And it was really good fun. And it's good to have Keegs back on the show. Because he is a good friend of ours. And thank you. And I really do appreciate when he comes on. So if you're just here for the chat with Fire Emblem Sacred Stones and me and Keegs. Just go about maybe 35-40 minutes down the road. But please stay. Please stay if you want. We try and have a bit of fun. We try and do some... We try and teach you things. We try and make you laugh. Have some thoughts for the day. Now, first of all, we've got to get the plugs. We've got to do them first to keep the bills on. Okay, that makes no sense. To pay the bills to keep the lights on. There we go. If you want to support the show, you can do so wherever you're listening. Please give it a five-star review. Please, you know, say it's good. Say it's bad. Tell me I need to improve on this, this, this. I'll always listen. It's nice to have some feedback. And also, if you see it come up on your socials, please share the show so it gets us out there and helps us get in the eyes of more people if you want to support the show financially you can do on patreon.com forward slash retro wars where for one dollar each month you get access to your own show called dlc could be top 10s modern day game reviews or gaming events as a bit of a sneak peek this is episode 61 and our top 10 or my top 10 gaming siblings Adam and Eddie Hunter, Streets of Rage. Now these two don't regularly come into the list. I, I checked a few lists, I wanted to see other people's opinions, and these two never, ever came up. And I thought these were some of the first siblings I ever got introduced to. Now Adam first appeared in Streets of Rage, and he was my character, and then I realised he's really, really slow. And Skate, aka Eddie, appeared in Streets of Rage 2, after Adam was kidnapped. Now, although they're brothers, their playstyles are completely different. Adam is very, he's like the powerful one where and slow, whereas Eddie is very swift. He can run around, but he's also the weakest. And 
and that was episode 61 of DLC of Top 10 Gaming Siblings. Next week is going to be a bit of a PAX special, and it's going to be basically the stuff that I'm not going to be talking about on the main episode. Let's just keep it like that, shall we? Extra stuff you probably don't want to hear on the main episode next week. Now, to also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, and they help provide games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. So far, we've only raised over $6, which I know isn't much, but I hope we can make this grow one day to donate to games and consoles. If you do have any old games you want to donate directly, there is the link in the description of this video, and I'm sure they'd really appreciate it. Now, additionally, for your money, you get access to our own Discord, the chance to message me one-on-one, -on -one, take part in 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on a game of the week, and I'll also give a chance to butcher your names. Right, that is it. Let's get into our first section, which is our letter section, and we call it 16 Bits of Nonsense. So 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where Patreon members can write in and pretty much ask me whatever they want. Now, I wasn't here last week. Last week was a shortened episode of South Park 64 because I was away at PAX. I was at the gaming event PAX Oz. I was very lucky to receive my press pass and I got to do a lot of walking around. And so, yeah, I couldn't redo really the show. I did have my laptop with me, um, but... Due to, obviously, time constraints, I wasn't able to put a full show together, and I will be doing the PAX episode next week, because I've got a few interviews of people I met there I want to try and get in, um, so yeah, expect that next week. But let's get on with the questions, shall we? Captain N says, It's been a long two weeks since I've been able to express myself here in Retro Wars land. Um, so, Danny, it's October. What is the anticipated game of the month from Retro Wars' new games for the month list? New games for the month list. Oof. Oof. Oh, well, if you're talking about what is the anticipated game of the month for Retro Wars new games for the month list? I do. We've me and him have talked about this. We do need to. I do need to make a list of all the games I'm actually going to have on this month. Like what episodes are coming on, so we got a bit of a feel. And I know the Breath of Fire episode. Jesus Christ, that is getting. That is going to have to come out before episode 100, isn't it? It has to. Like, we're getting to episode 90 now. It's like shit. Would it be episode 90 next week? That's fucking mental so yeah the breath of fire episode will come out before episode 100 how about that it's not episode 100 but it'll be out before then you happy um new games wise ooh, the latest new game i downloaded was um call to the lamb and that was just me literally looking at it and going, yeah, I'm buying that. <laughs> um, but I haven't had much time to play it i've been playing a bit of castlevania so i'll get into that later but yeah i do need to do a list don't i like what's coming up. It's Halloween soon as well, so there's always going to be a Halloween game. So is it going to be you, Captain N, because you've done a Halloween game? Will it be Chris, because he's done a Halloween game? You'll have to wait and see, won't you? You'll have to wait and see. Dave McGee says, Dear Danny, missed you. How was PAX? Fucking awesome. Did you meet any nice people? Absolutely did. How was the weather? Cold. Did you find any nice places to eat? Um... Nah, uh, please share, please share love. Oh, please share love um, the MG. Yeah, Pax was awesome. Pax was incredible. Um, I, I think if I go again, I'd be more prepared for what was in store. Uh, I met so many nice people. I met so many people. You know me. I just talk to anybody I can. 
Um, and I literally was doing my best to network, to get myself out there. So by the end, I was actually having people come up and say hello. Uh, I was actually shaking, you know, quite a few hands and stuff, you know, not just randomly. I was having nice people. I got to do loads of networking. Weather was terrible, considering we had like 35 degrees in Sydney a few days before. Oh, it was Ming, and it was like 13 degrees, so everyone was like, we were all wrapped up with goats. Poor family. And yeah, we spent most of the time just out and about. We didn't really go out um, at evening, we just ate at home, just to save a bit of money. Because it then, you know, although we did drive there to save on everything, really, it was just a way to cut costs. And even on the last day where we all went to the park, we we didn't really eat much, because we were knackered. We were all exhausted. They went to the zoos, I went to my own sort of zoo but it was so much fun i can't wait to actually gush about how good it was next week i really can't it's be a good episode next week and finally chris copleen says chuck smutty satin lord dud i saw you had a satin hooked up and ready to play at pax we know you had an opportunity to play it you better have played it it was virtual fighter 2 no one hates virtual fighter 2 so say thoughts now <laughs> yes there was there was a, i was in the retro section there was a sega satin and uh, i looked at it i was like ugh, 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 ugh. Ugh, not, not touch it. i didn't even touch it i didn't even fucking touch it like everyone who was there i just wanted to spray them in the face with some water going get like hissing them like a cat get back no, but didn't play. It was only there for the one day. It was Virtue Fighter 2. After that, they were playing Sonic 3D Blast. And before you go, no, that's a Genesis game. Sega Mega Drive game. It came out there first. Um, but yeah, I didn't play it. It refused to touch it. It was disgusting. Ugh, ugh. I know if I'd poisoned and I would have liked it, I would have gone no. But they had Marvel vs. Capcom 2 like a day later. So that was way better to play. And they had Tekken 8. Way better to play. Tekken 8 is the tits, by the way. Fook, that's the tits. I'll also be in the DLC. More stuff for me talking about more of the games I played. But no, I'd... So thoughts now. My thoughts stay exactly the same. It's a terrible console. I want nothing to do with it. It's disgusting. I can, do you know what? I can see what happened in one of these days, right? If this show carries on the way it is and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, I, I would love to have... Um, say we get to a stage where we've got loads of patrons. I'm being, I'm being brutally honest here, the plans. Um, I have enough money where I can comfortably use some of the funds to buy a PO box because I don't want to want to blow everything straight away. If I buy a PO box and then you know what's going to happen. Someone's just going to go buy me a fucking satin and it's just going to be sat there and I'm going to have to touch it on. And then if I don't touch it, the wife's going to be ungrateful or wife's going to go, you're so ungrateful. Someone sent you a Sega satin or a Sega satin game and you're letting it sit there. And that's very ungrateful. You're very unkind. What sort of rules are you teaching hiccups? And I'll be like, shit, my hands are tied here. Fuck. So I, I, I can just, fucking see the moment when I'm sitting there outside this PO box going, fucking no! Kill me now! Kill me! First world problems, I know, but still, it's a problem for me. So there are my letters. Thank you very much, guys, for trying to infest my brain. It's time for the news section. There's not a lot going on, and we call this Patch 89.0. Ah, the news and patch. What's been going on? Right, let's just get this out the way. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Microsoft Activision Blizzard is done. That deal is freaking done. I don't care how much. It's just done. And we don't have to talk about it anymore. We don't 
have to mention it. It's done. I'm fed up of talking about it. I'm glad it's off my radar. I'm glad it's all gone and I can go home and go to bed. Yay! Now watch Sony put an appeal in and Sony cry because not all the Call of Duty games just disappear from Sony and the <laughs> imagine the chaos if that starts happening. No, from Dejos, we're not allowing any games of Call of Duty to appear on any PlayStation console. Nintendo, yes. Sony, no. Oh, I can just fuck. Imagine the chaos. Um, PS5 Slim is coming. Now, we've had this before when, you know, they, they bring out the pros and the slims. It always happens with every generation of the consoles. And we all know how much of a big boy the PS5 is coming. That's going to be hopefully out for Crumbo. Am I getting it? No, because I've already got a PS5. So I don't need to buy one. Although everyone, at least they could get consoles now. I think that general shortage is all gone. So I'm just happy that anyone who wants to experience like the PlayStation 5 and that next generation of gaming, you can go out and get one now. Yes, they are still expensive, but games consoles have always been always been these expensive toys for us to play. I'm just glad that everyone get all the one. And there's a lot more games out now. Like prior to even when I got it, there was still not a great range, but now there's a bit much bigger range of games out there. It'll satisfy you no end. So you'd be all happy whatever games you want to play. Um I just hope that my PS5 doesn't become obsolete. I'd like to think it's not going to become obsolete. And my PS4's lasted all this time. But the only thing I've had to do with the PS4 is just bend back the laser drive. Just so it stops ejecting. It's not the laser drive. You know the little metal thing that stops the... It's like it stops the ejecting. It's like it touches the the button, essentially. It pops out the disc. I had to open it up and bend that backwards. So now I actually can't use that button anymore. I've got to do it manually. Yeah, kids, it was a problem. I was so happy I solved it. I did it all by myself. And look at me being tech. I'm terrible when it comes to... I'm barely surprised I get this podcast out most times. I I sometimes don't even wipe my own arse. That's a problem. Feeding myself is also a problem. Literally, poor the, poor the queen's got to feed me like with a straw. Get it in you, because you're not eating. I'm a, how do I do this? I have no idea. Like, you know, has anyone seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine? When he, um, the main character, um, he puts his... <laughs> he puts... Um, is it Hitchcock or Scully? He puts Hitchcock's hand in a bowl of water, and he's like... And his soup is like, oh, that's hilarious. And then he turns around, he's drowning in it. <laughs> oh, my God, no! That's me. I'll be drowning in my own war if you give me a chance. I have just I haven't got a clue how to function. Um, two of the bits of news. One, I'm quite sure... Castlevania Nocturne is getting a season two. Blatantly obvious it was getting a season two. I think literally this series can't do any wrong. Throw money at it. I've watched it. I've reviewed. Well, I have the review. The notes are all done. I will be doing a review on DLC. That's coming out soon. Because uh, I do know that DLC members, they're owed, they're owed an episode. I'm, I didn't forget. So I'm just going to slip in a Nocturne review. That'll just come in at some point. If I've got time, I'll get it done this week. But I've loved it. I've absolutely loved Castlevania Nocturne. So much so, I went and played Bloodlines. And people are good. well, it's got nothing to do with Bloodlines. It does. Slightly. There's a slight thing to Bloodlines. So I finished Bloodlines. And now I have started Symphony of the Night. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know, but I've started Symphony of the Night. I'm only really at the beginning. But yeah, they basically confirmed with the trailer that there is going to be a season two. I'm not going to tell you what's in the trailer because I think that will really spoil it if you've not seen season one of Nocturne. So I'm all I can say is it was a very classy trailer. It Do not watch that if you have not seen all of season one because it blatantly spoils what's going to happen in season two. That's all I'm going to say. No more. And I will make it clear as well. If you are going to listen to the Patreon episode of Nocturne, I'm going to spoil the shit out of that. 
So, and I'm not going through the plot bit by bit. I don't. That's not. That's a. That's a series overview. I'm not doing that. But if you are coming to that episode, I am going to talk about everything that happens. All right. Finally, the other thing that that the internet suddenly blew up off um, the other day. I never thought this would happen. Was over Mr. Kate Sith from Final Fantasy VII. Now, with his announcement recently being um, shown on the Rebirth trailer. The conversation began of how you pronounce the word Kate Sith. Now, I've always, you know, even since I've been playing this game, I've always pronounced it Kate Sith. Like, I didn't need anyone to tell me that's how you pronounced it. Again, I'm back in the day before YouTube and stuff, so I've always been reading it. And me and my mate, Rob, one of my best mates, have always pronounced it Kate Sith. And then the Japanese, basically Square Enix came out and said, no, it is Kate Sith. That's how it should be pronounced as the way we were doing it. Okay, fine, yeah. We've got that in our head. But then all these arguments started saying that it's not pronounced Kate Sith. It should be more like the Japanese, which is like Kate Sith. Kate, Kate, no, Kate, 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 that's it. It should be more pronounced like Kate, she. And that's the Japanese translation. And I was like, well, no, that's the Japanese translation. This is the, this is the English translation. Just leave it as that. What's the problem? There's no issues there. But it turns out that Kate, there is actually some reference to Kate, she. And it is a Scottish, well, Celtic, folklore it's stuck in there now i knew kate sith had an english accent a scottish accent i should say because he does that in the movie and he's like lassie shut your hole or shut your gob and i was laughing my head off re-watching it again recently but i was like yeah he's he, a forgot completely kate sith was scottish although i'm sitting there going why is kate sith scottish when reeve is not <laughs> what what it makes no sense either way I was like, okay, yes, yeah, he's, he's Scottish, but apparently, in, in Celtic folklore, um, Kate Sheet, Kate Sheet, I'm going to bugger on that up, was like part of their folklore, was like this cat-esque creature, like a demon of some some sort. And that's why it's so important that it's called Kate Sheet, because it's actually part, that it has background. It's not the Mog, it's not the, the big thing that he rides, it's the cat itself. And I was like, ah, okay, so the Japanese, when they originally made Final Fantasy VII, based the Kate the Cat on Kate, or Kate Sheath, now I'm doing it, Kate Sith, on this Kate Sheath from folk, from the folklore, from the Celtic folklore. Or Celtic folklore, I have to be very careful. Celtic's a football team. And um, the Celtic folklore, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. And then obviously when it probably got translated from Japanese to English, they didn't really understand maybe the the culture behind it, what was going on, the history. So there's been on Kate Sith. And it's because it's been that long, and since really there's been a conversation about it, we've just gone, oh yeah, it's Kate Sith. But now this has all been uncovered and go, actually, no, there is something about this, that the, this is why he was designed like this. Would Square Enix, dis- well, are they going to consider changing it to Kate Shi? Be interesting. The only difference is going to be, is the voice acting all done? Are the lines done? Or would they, if it has been done, could they release a patch to actually change that line? Very easy to do. I can't see it being a problem for them to change it. It's obviously, but then it's getting the actors all in again and saying, right, anytime anyone says Kite Shi, we need you to come in and say it. I have no problem with calling it Kite Shi. I really don't. Um, Because it is based on a culture. And it is, if that's what it was meant to, if the Japanese originally intended that's what it was meant to be, I'm all for that. If it was something, like, let, let's look at this in two camps. If it was something that they originally said, yeah, that's what it's meant to be, and then that got lost in translation, and they didn't just correct it, and everyone went with Kate Sith, that's one thing, and I'll, I'll support it to go to Kate Shi. If they went, when it went to England, no, it is Kate Shi, but we're happy you call it Kate Sith, then it's Kate Sith. 
that's for me because that's what they said it was going to be. There's a clear direction to their character. They can name it what they want. You shouldn't bend over backwards because someone tells you this, this, this. I think it's finding an interesting concept. And I think this will probably rage on and it'll probably come up again when we have the next trailer and we first hear that cat get its actual name and someone says it for the first time because it was just blow my mind. But yeah, it's been a learning lesson for me. Bit of, And again, I know I'm English, but I'm still British. So actually hearing more about this is like, oh, okay, I didn't, didn't realize that was even a thing. I don't know. I know one Scottish person back home, one. But again, because I'm not... No, neither. I've been to Scotland. I've been to Edinburgh twice, uh, but I don't know anything about that. So it's interesting. But now you know. See, this is a teaching show. It's a teaching show. This thing, and that is everything to do with Patchy. Yeah, I told you there wasn't much going on. But now let's get into our free section, which everyone can play, which is called "Stick It Up Your Jinjo." Uh-huh. So Stick It Up With Jinjo is a free section that anybody can play and I want to hear about your gaming successes and your gaming frustrations. Now I usually put these up, up on Facebook, um, um, there's two groups I usually challenge this on and I get good, I've had a good right response, a good amount of responses, there we go, think about your words Daniel. And I recall, I can't say them all but I've kept them all on the page so I'm going through them bit by bit. So Adley Almanzo, Almanzo Adan, I butchered that. Finally getting Sean out on the Switch and starting. Love it so far. Never played it. I know it's got a history. Never played it. Is it worth... People tell me, is it worth getting? Should I be getting this game and adding to the backlog, which is becoming my life, unfortunately? Brian Balock. Recompleted Twilight Princess Picross. I beat it on my old 3DS, 3DS, but it broke, and my save file didn't transfer it over to my 3DS XL when Nintendo switched everything over. Oh, that's shit. Well, though, well done that you've done it. But it's shit you couldn't transfer it. Oh, fucking Nintendo with their shitty transfer services. Get a fucking memory card. Oh, but well done for doing it again. I was thinking Twilight Princess, but they said Pitcross. I was like, I've never played... I've never played Pitcross. I've played Twilight Princess. I finished that. Love that. But I've never played Pitcross. And it has been mentioned to me. Uh, I think Chris mentioned it to me. That I need to play a, a Pitcross. So maybe I should play the Twilight Princess version. I don't even know what it is. I have no idea. I'm not a fiddly diddly clue. This is more research for me. So yeah, will Pitcross or Twilight Princess Pitcross get an episode? Probably. We'll actually figure out what it is. Joseph Woolley says, probably not probably net getting sucked in too much. What? Prob net getting sucked in too much. I've read that correctly, by the way. I did download the near remake since it dropped on plus. I hear it's great. Yeah, it's been on Nintendo, hasn't it? You can download it. I, <laughs> Nier is still sitting in my backlog. Now, if you've been following the show, I did a DLC of my ridiculous backlog, and Nier Automata was in there. And it's still in there, and still has not been touched. Fuck. <laughs> so, I can't. I hear it's great, I just can't play it. Zachary Glatt says, Having the two men attack me when I didn't immediately believe their story about the hag. What? Context! I need context! Is this gaming? Is this real life? I have no idea! What story about the hag? Which two men? Did this happen in the street? Did you insult somebody about... You could, that could have been their mother! 
and you call her a hag. You need context, Zachary. Context is an important thing. And finally, Michael O'Hanlon, uh, Michael O'Michael O'Callaghan. Jesus, how did I butcher that? I've been getting into the Metroid series. I'm halfway through Fusion, possibly further. Some of the bosses, especially for a Metroid noob, were a pain in the arse. They move so fast. They, they are. Oh, I've done Fusion. Fusion's been done. Right, I made that clear. Fusion has been done. I've completed it. The episode's not been recorded. We have a guest for that. It's just not been recorded. And they do move so fast. But Metroid's, Metroid Fusion's a bit different because it doesn't. It feels a lot linear compared to other Metroid games. It's not a, not a bad thing. It just breaks it up a little bit. Like, consider when you're playing to, like, Prime or any of the Super Metroid. It feels very different. But I did like Fusion, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, yes, yeah, some of the bosses are, like, so fast. And it's scary as well. It shits you up. Fuck me. That game shit me up a few times. Which I didn't think a Metroid game was going to scare me. But it really freaking did. Alright. That is it for Sticking Up With Jinjo. Let's move into the final Patreon show. Which we call Survive or Die. Hey. Listen. So Survive or Die is our final Patreon section where each week we either get two video game characters, games, could be anything, could be series, franchises, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is sitting there wearing an earthworm gym suit and is armed with Shao Kahn's hammer. And we ask them which one should have their brain smashed in and which one should live to fight another day. Now, as we are talking Fire Emblem Sacred Stones, the main characters of this are a set of twins, Ephraim and Erica. And I wanted to ask the question, which one should survive? Which twin should live? Ephraim or Erica? Which one's going to have their brain smashed in? Who is going to be it? Now, I am prepared. I have my own answer, but I am prepared to be swayed. It's happened before. So I like to give you guys, you Patreons, the chance to give me an answer. And we've got a good few responses here. Now, I'm intrigued what they're going to say. Firstly, Captain N says, who are these people? Twins? That's not sexy at all. Or is it? I'm going to have to go old school and write nonsense for this decision. Let's take what I know about the characters. Okay, now we talk about the clothing choices. Both are terrible dresses. Erica has the legs, but Ephraim has the longer legs. I'm going to have to keep this short and use it as my justification. Or even better, this. Erica dies because it's easier to type. Next question. You're a bellend, Captain N. You're an absolute bellend. Just because she's got less letters in her name, she dies. Well done. Oh. Storm Beagle. Well, he says, well, I can't bring myself to harm a lady, and therefore Erica survives. There we go, one all. He's got chivalry. Chivalry is behind him, whereas Captain N's just too lazy to write any other letters. Raging Demon says, not sure who these dorks are, looking, dorks are like Fire Emblem, and obviously that's the topic du jour, so the bloke dies just cause. So I can really see the reasoning this episode is going out the fucking window. Jesus Christ. Chris Goplin, here we go, says, Well, no one likes incest. No, no, we don't. But I guess we'll stone one instead of both. So in this case, I like fences more than than what looks like the dude with the halberd. So Erica's easier to say and read than Ephraim, so Erica survives. And then Dave McGee just goes, Um, what? I assume that's into Chris's response. <laughs> Exactly. No one likes... Well, I assume the people who like incest are probably the ones involved in the incest. They probably do like it. Everyone else is kind of like, you know, against society, not really part of our normal standards. So don't do that. 
you know, if you are doing that, you maybe stop that and seek some help. Um, I'm probably going to go with Erica surviving just because I do like her more. And it's nothing. I'm trying to look for a picture of her. I don't have a picture on my notes. But I just like her more. I think she's actually just a better character than Ephraim. Again, I've played it. I've finished it. I know the story. You guys don't. Your guys are coming to this probably not playing. And I understand that. And it's not just because it's easier to say or type. I just like Erica better. Leave me alone. Ugh. I'll try and think of something next week when we do a survive or die where you're all very happy, aren't we? And there's no arguments and there's no, well, that doesn't, you can't, I can't say that. I can't type that. Pains in the ass. All right. What have I been up to? Well, I've been returned from PAX, obviously. So it's kind of been tidying, tidying, tidying. And deciding that's working. I'm now the boss. I'm boss for three weeks. Never been a team leader. Never been a manager. And I'm a manager for three weeks while my manager goes back in the UK. And it's terrifying work. Shitting myself. But nobody has died and the building is still there. So I consider that a success. What I've been playing. I did a little bit more Earthbound Beginnings. Mainly just grinding. And I've got to a point now. I just need a little... I know where I'm up to. I just need a bit of a break before I go back into that shite again. Castlevania Bloodlines. I did that while I was at PAX. I managed to blitz it. Finished it. I've done it twice now. Both characters. Um, I do have a guest. We're going to record that soon. I don't know when it's going to come on the show, but we do at least have it. Um, and yeah, as I said, Symphony of the Night just started it. So try and get a little bit more done today. Um, yeah, so that's been about it, really. Uh, I, don't, I said with Fire Emblem, this was part of my time. Because we've been going on for a while now, hasn't it? Yeah, playing in Fire Emblem is tough. I've been blitzing them, just getting through them. And I did four in a row, and I've decided, right, I'm going to take a step back. And I think that's why I'm probably doing the Castlevania Blitz now. I kind of get in that mood. I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed that game. I want to play the next one. I want to play another one. I want to play another one. And that's good. Um, We all know not all games are good, Earthbound Beginnings. Um, And some of them you'll love. Some of them you'll absolutely hate. But know this, I really did. And I wanted to give you guys the chance. We always do, Patreon members, to say what they want. So Captain N says, there have been a lot of these games, and everyone says they're good. Do I agree more? Uh, yes, you you should. You should. Dave McGee says, what's a Fire Emblem and why should I never play one? Well, a Fire Emblem... Ah, well, okay. Ah, can I... Fire Emblem changes. It's not one thing to one game. They're all, like, in their own universes, so it can actually just change, like, what the meaning is. So I can't remember what the Fire Emblem is in this game, but, yeah, it's a thing. And you should play one, Dave McGee. You should play one. You should. And Chris Goplin says, Captain N makes a fantastic point about how these games blend together and how is this different than the other GB games? Yes, it is. Di- um, is it different than the GBA games? I think. Yes, because there's two main characters. Two. And they go on branching paths and they have different story and you can get different characters when you go on both paths. So it means it's got that replayability factor because you can do it twice. Yeah, and also there's a fact that you can, with a previous one, you're kind of limited like to get shops. It's like mission, 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 mission. But in this one, you can kind of move between each mission in the sense of like, okay, I can actually go back to this place and get this weapon and this weapon, which is fucking awesome because that was a big dick in the last game because you run out of everything and everything would break and I'd get upset and I'd cry because I've got no weapons and I've got nothing to do. Not a problem in this game. It's fine. You can get weapons. And David G says, I would also like like to add to my original comment 
and puts three dots. You're a dick. You're a dick, Dave. You're a dick. That's all I can say about that. Obviously, the Patreons are here to support me this week, aren't you, you bunch of bastards? All right, I've been going on long enough. It is time to get to the main episode. And I said this week, I am joined by Mr. Keegs, who graced with his presence. And we had a really good chat about this one. So I am going to play some music. And when I come back, me and Keegs are going to be talking about Fire Emblem Sacred Stones, which came out for the Game Boy Advance in Europe on November the 4th, 2005. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning once more to my show is Keegs. How are you? Uh, brah, 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 brah. Uh, not too pretty bad. <laughs> he comes with his own figure, fireworks. Figure that one. Figure out what that one means. Not too pretty bad. Not too pretty bad. It's like good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah, pretty close. It's, well, I mean, it doesn't mean that, but it's <laughs> just like yeah, a whole bunch of double negatives and stuff. And I think it means like it's it's okay. I don't know. I've been saying it for years, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not too pretty bad. And everybody's like, what does that mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, See, I guess. Aussies just go, <laughs> she'll be all right. That's their phrase. She'll be all right. See, that's so easy. You guys got all the best slang down there. They have. They have some fantastic slang. They really do have some fat. Like everything, it basically is. That's sick, can't. All right, can't. You're you're a can't. That's great, can't. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. What does that word mean <laughs> in context? Come on. It's, yeah. Is it good? Is it I'm quite, bad? I'm I'm quite fond of esky. Oh right, okay. So funny, well, say funny story depends if it is. Like yeah, esky. So for those who don't know what an esky is, it's basically like a, a drinks container, right? Uh, you put ice in it, put your drinks in. I had a mate at football, and he was from the Phil- he's from the Philippines, and he said his name was esky, and I thought he just appropriated the name esky, but his name was like vegetarian <laughs> or something like that. I was like, oh. Yeah, oh, there's, there's yeah it makes sense. Esky's already sense. short for the Eskimo brand, which I get that's like your guys' biggest brand for coolers out there. Uh, Well, you say that. It's just whatever you can get your hands on. Uh, yeah, like, I've got about two, I've I've got about seen two Eskimo Eskimo brand. Yeah, it is like a brand. I've got, I'm literally looking at my Esky right now. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, mine are, mine are both Coleman. No, you just get you get whatever. You, the bigger it is, the better. And that's how it works yeah. in Australia. If it was, can it fit yeah. shit in? Great. <laughs> yeah, I got a little guy and a big guy. Yeah. Oh, I've got to make. They can literally put a dead body in his. It's like fair enough. That's you, too big. <laughs> that's too big, but not when it's the summer. Not when it's a summer party. It's perfect. I guess. Yeah. And although we are talking about eskies, we are talking about something that is little. And it is um, Sacred Stones, Fire Emblem Sacred Stones for the Game Boy Advance. Now, you wanted to do this. You were like, oh, I want to do this. And it worked out quite good with, with the timing because I've been on this Fire Emblem binge. And I was like, okay, yep, yeah, I'll crack on. I'll do this one. Um, so this, And you, well, I was very impressed about. I was actually very impressed. You had the guidebook. Got it open in front of me right now, just in case I forget something. I need to look it up quick. Because uh, uh, I was saying before um, 
I tried playing through it again and just haven't quite made it. Uh, I think I got, I, I just got to the chapter where you meet Ephraim yeah. and his boys for the first time. Oh, Ephraim. Oh, we're going to be going into these characters at some point. Oh, there's some, yeah, there's some, yeah, there's some really good characters in this game, but like the story is just kind of, eh. yeah, like, it's not the... bad, but it's like nothing to write home about. It's just kind of like forgettable, but not in a bad way, you know? Yeah, so the plot, okay, so it's not as complex as some other Fire Emblem games. It, it really isn't. Um, yeah. Actually, first of all, I should say, this yeah, This is the third GBA game. So it's the third of the GBA series, yeah. although it's completely separate as in story and world. Yeah. Yeah. And... Third GBA one, but second English GBA one. Yes. And second English Fire Emblem of all time, because... Apparently thick. they were too hard for us stupid North Americans back on the Super Nintendo and NES. <laughs> but that's the thing. We were just talking off camera, off camera, off air. And I was like, yeah, play one of the old Super Nintendo ones. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit balls. Oh, my God. I'm playing Genealogy of the Holy War, which will get an episode one day. And one of our guests, Eric, from the Unlockables podcast said, oh, yeah, I'll play that. I like Fire Emblem. And I'm sitting there going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you're fucked <laughs> you could... yeah he's like oh yeah i'll do it between projects i'm like no you won't <laughs> good luck but this is you know this fire emblem binge i just want to keep going so yeah basically and uh, um, us thick people in the west we only got this as our second game and actually i did a little bit of research and it was meant to be after they finished the first or the second uh gba game they went oh we're gonna make the 3D game for the GameCube, which was going to be yeah. Path of Radiance, but then they thought, ah, oh, shit, we, 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 this is going to take longer than we thought. Let's just do a third GBA game. And yeah, yeah, this is just like a filler game. Yeah, it is a filler game. And the thing is, people will sit there again. Maybe this is the Western complaint that when you you boot it up, it is exactly the same as the previous Fire Emblem games. It's in the same sprites, yeah. the same colors. I was like. That's not a bad thing. I, I yeah. was. It's also I, it's a mobile game. Well, not mobile, but like it's portable, right? Yeah. Like you don't. The GBA doesn't have the power that the Super Nintendo had. Mm -hmm. So like they 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 had a lot more limitations on what they could do with it. So it was just a lot easier for them to just take what worked with Fire Emblem Six and just use those assets and carry it over. Yeah, they get a little samey looking, but I mean. Imagine, kid. She goes, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, if they look fucking fantastic. Like, holy shit, the sprite work, especially yeah. on some of the criticals. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, so like, I've already got that. Incredible animation. Notes. Um, where is he? Pirate Man. Where's Pirate Man? What's his name? Joshua or Joshua? Joshua? Ooh, Pirate Man. He has Joshua. An yeah. The he's got yeah, an amazing. Anim he's a swordsman. And he's got an yeah. amazing animation. Oh, he basically all his. Yeah. He basically does a Naruto. And uh, uh, bring brings this shadow clone jutsu, and like loads of them appear. It's like holy shit, that's class, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's some pretty pretty wild animations, especially too with like um, the leads, Erica and Ephraim, mm -hmm. like with their special weapons when they get yeah. crits. Like, oh, especially when they're in their advanced classes. And like that's the other thing too. Like, man, the animations change depending like on their class too. Yep. Like, ah, uh, like class, weapon type, like there's just so much. Yeah. Like, and that's crazy because like... people like, they, they feel like such smaller games, but there's just like so much variety in the animation. Yeah. The, 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 and the beautiful, the details, incredible. Like, just like the little things, like when one of the horses goes forward and back, I'm like, 
that looks that's amazing yeah. and yeah, I and it looks natural yeah and you can argue yeah oh it's lazy so what i don't care you could yeah. more is less less is more i was like yeah, use, the sprites are great use them yeah well it's, it's the gba everything's sprites like, yeah i i like, honestly i love the sprites in the last game use them again they work they're great yeah, well, love them a lot because if you're going down the line and you're playing the Shadow Dragon on the DS next, it's a uh, it's a rough one. Oh, I've heard. I'm. I'm... The, the game is it's the it's the uh, definitive way to play the first Fire Emblem, mm. but like the animation is just slow and kind of lifeless because they kind of did like this pseudo 3D thing with it, but. But that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, that that's so. Once I finish genealogy, that's the four Fire Emblem I've done in a row. I'm put, I'm stepping away from Fire Emblem. I need a break. Yeah, yeah I'd take a break too. <laughs> I I need to get some like quick, you know, quick snappy games I can just finish. Um, and I've got to get ready for packs. So I've got to get ready for that. All my oh, promotion yeah. stuff. So by the time this probably airs, packs will have been done. But yes, I got told about PAX. I'm a little, little kid and like, I'm off to Melbourne for a gaming event, which is just freaking nice. weird. As as press. As press. But That's th- cool. That makes no I sense. I didn't even know you guys had PAX out in Amer- in Australia. So Yeah, uh, we'll get, we got it in Melbourne. And I am going as Retro Wars to Melbourne. I was like, that's weird. That's weird. That's cool. This little podcast is going going global okay global it's good get on a plane it's getting on a plane and doing shit so i do need it yeah. i hopefully will have fire i'll be fire emblemed out by that point i'll be like no don't talk to <laughs> so if i see anyone yeah. dressed up as a, a fire emblem character i might just slap them i go oh no no stop that <laughs> yeah, you might but it's probably gonna be just a lot of final fantasy and genshin maybe maybe or, although if, it, if there's anyone doing um any dress ups from any cosplay from Engage, I'll be like, holy shit, boobies. Because that's all in, <laughs> that's all Fire Emblem Engage. I've said this, I said this on DLC. Fire Emblem Engage is like, right, there's a woman, they're an adult, boobs. I was like, okay, yeah. fair enough. That's that's the route we're going here. Just wait till you play Fates then. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. Uh yeah, Fates... one, one of the characters there, she's got a lot of assets. Assets, yes. Yeah. I yes. It's hilarious though. What uh, I won't get get into it too much, but she ends up being actually like one of the best characters in the entire game, like one of the most rounded, well written ones. But like when you're f- first introduced, you're like, oh, okay, here's the eye candy character. <laughs> and this is the thing, going back to the, the Sacred Stones. There's not really any. They're not drawn like that in this game, yeah. which is fine. It's quite you know, they're actually war characters, which I'll actually like now. You mentioned earlier the plot, and I suppose that's something we need to talk about. It's not the biggest plot. It's not the, you mm. know, don't be expecting like a political drama. So just to sum this up, I, I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to kind of keep it. Um... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. So basically, uh, there's plot... just one one character I really wanted to talk about, but it's like pretty heavy spoilers. So oh, we'll, we'll, when we talk about the characters, we'll, we'll do a spoiler thing at some point. Um, okay. So. Magville, who is the Demon King, was winning. This is centuries ago. And basically humans went, ah, help God. So the gods went, here you go. Gave him the sacred stones, these five stones, and helped seal them away. Centuries later, each nation of the five nations have kept one of these, basically kept one of these stones. 
But then one of the nations, Grado, just basically goes, nah, nah, we're going to start invading people for no reason. And they go after Rene. Now, when they get to Rene Castle, basically the king's about to get, he's about to die. And he sends Erica, his daughter, away with Seth, who we'll get on to, Seth, yeah. in, shortly. And Erica's Which is like, a cool no. little throwback to, to the first game. Is it? With Marsh. That, that's how the first, yeah, that's how the first one with uh, with Marth starts. Except it's uh, his sister stays back at the castle and sends him off with uh, Jagan. Oh, so that's He's... how he does it. Okay. Yeah. Well, in this one, the, the boy character is currently fighting the war as like a gorilla, so a gorilla unit. So the sister yeah. Erica's like, "Oh, I need to meet my brother Ephraim. That's how we're gonna do it." And basically, they team up at some point and then they split and do their own thing, which we'll get into in a moment. But basically, Grado is destroying the stones, and there you find out that it's all basically the Demon King has been back, and the, mm. he's kind of going through a character called Leon. So Leon is the Prince of Grado, and he was basically trying to do some sort of witchery buggery craft, and he was trying to bring his dad back. He kind of did, kind of fucked it up, basically got the Demon King inside him. That's that's kind of it, isn't yeah. it, really? Yeah, pretty much. Like and they, they can That's kind of like the twist at yes. the end. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, but yeah, like because you think it's his dad is the big bad guy, but then yeah, the the twist is it ends up being uh, Lion or Leon or whatever, however you say his name. That, See, I uh, said that's Leon. Leon. Okay. But that's I what think I, I always yeah, said. Lion. I don't know. Lion. Yeah. Oh, it's it's that Y, isn't it? Now, the 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 interesting thing I will say about Leon, I'm going to call him Leon. Someone someone's giving their cargo, and it's fucking Lion. It's fucking okay, you call Leon. him you call him Leon. I'll call him Lion. Okay, that's how we're going to do this. That, covered. <laughs> that all bases are covered. Only one of us will die today. And the interesting thing is that when it gets to a certain point in the chapter, so the the siblings meet, start off separated. They meet up, then they go, oh. We need to separate. We've got different missions, and then they separate. And you, you have the decision on which player you want to go with. Now, I went with Erica, but you can go with Ephraim if you want. And that dictates how Leon is going to be for the rest of the game. If you went down the Erica route, Leon is basically like, "Oh no, the Demon King is is trying to take over. I'm sorry, I'm not strong enough. Help me!" Blah blah blah. But if you go down the Ephraim route, basically he reveals himself that oh i'm actually a horrible dickhead i don't like any of you i know the demon king's inside me but this is me i'm the bastard and i was like oh that's actually pretty cool so yeah there yeah, were two cool, different but then ways they didn't, they didn't really do anything more with that after no because like then he just tricks them to to break the stone anyways and then story moves on like it's just like that one scene mm. really near the end where uh right yeah and I think that's it, what it was, right? Yeah, like that was what it was. They, she tr he tricked Erica, and if they yeah. use though, then they eventually get another. They they have the have all the five stones. They get one, and they go fight the Demon King, seal him away, but seal his soul. Have to fight the body, and that's look. That's yeah. pretty much it. Again, it, it's it's a pretty standard Fire Emblem story. Like, uh, it it stays. It's not bad. It's safe. Yeah, it's safe. And if you want to see everything, you need to do two playthroughs because, again, you can only do one route at a time. And if you do Ephraim's route, you find out basically he goes to Grado itself and basically goes after the king. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. And so yeah, I. Yeah, and then when he, when he rejoins your party, if you pick Erica, he just kind of like really downplays 
like what the fuck he just did. He's like, yeah, I marched on the Capitol, killed the king, <laughs> like took o- like liberated the land and whatever. What's up, Erica? What have you been doing? Like yeah. what the well, fuck? It's like what's up, bitch? And he, he basically comes back. I think he comes back at cha- whatever chapter, and he's like, "Hey, bitch!" And he comes back with two other guys, and that's it. It's like, hang on, you yeah. just liberated a, a whole capital, and you return with two people. Wait, yeah. What the fuck? What? After they after they were betrayed and almost captured. Yeah. Him like... and his two his two retainers. Like fucking what? Like, I guess, like, when you go and play it yourself, like, you recruit all the people you would have recruited in Erica's story, just at different times. But, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird how they, how they did that. And just, uh, like, it was cool to split the story up like that and see their different perspectives. But I feel like with, if you pick Ephraim, they do a better job of uh, having Erica come back in and know what she did as opposed to the opposite. Cause like he just comes in and it's just like three sentences where he's just basically like, yep, yeah, Marshawn Grotto killed the King. We're here now. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm, I'm like... here now. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry. I'm here. I've saved the day. He's like, where's your army? Ah, fuck him. I told the army yeah. go home. I don't, yeah, don't have one. I don't, yeah, don't have one. Just, just me and my retainers. <laughs> we did it. The three of us did it. Fuck all this. I don't know what they mo- moan about on Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. I just did it all by myself. It's like, <laughs> yeah. They make it all difficult. I just did it, killed him. Yeah, I'm the king. And it just cracks on. Now, the thing is, it it is, I'd say, yeah, you are right. It's a safe Fire Emblem game. But I'd say it's an easier Fire Emblem game than the previous one. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, like, this is kind of the introduction to, like, the world map and not and unlimited battles. Yes. Like you can you can cheese the arena in Fire Emblem uh 6 and 7, but like you still have to be careful with it, right? Like if you take a crit or whatever and like it's still wearing down on your weapons, yeah. whereas this like uh you can pr- the Tower of Valny or something like that opens up pretty early yeah. and like you can farm that first floor pretty easily. No, like, I didn't I didn't do any of that, but I know you can. Yeah. And the things yeah. the it is, it are is there. nice that it's optional, right? Yes. Like it's not forcing it down your throat. Like it's not really pushing you to do a bunch of extra stuff like more current Fire Emblems are. Like, not that there's anything bad with that, but like, uh, and they've still done that in future Fire Emblems. Like, all the extra grinding and stuff is always optional. And that's a great thing. But just it coming into this game for the first time was just kind of a big change with the series. Yeah, it it was, but it worked. I think because like when again I've been playing when I played Engage, there was so much extra shit. I was like, this is ridiculous. There's so much extra content where the extra content here was simplified. I was like, okay, it's exactly what it says in the tin. I can work with this. I don't need it at the pace I'm going at the moment. My my units are going quite well. I'm managing to get through these chapters. But if I need to grind, the option's there, and there's not too much uh, extra fluff, which I think yeah. a lot of Fire Emblem games fall into now. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, they're they're turning into like half tactical game, half like uh like dating sim, like yes. persona. Yeah, it is turning into that. And I don't like that sort of side. I'd like to just give them a battles. And the thing is, compared to the previous game, like that became a bloodbath towards the end of the game. Like the oh, final yeah. level, oh my god. 
Yeah, the final couple levels really ramped up the difficulty in this one, if I remember from when I played it originally. Only the final few, but in the last game I played, holy shit, the, the, to Fire Emblem on the GBA, when hopefully me and Jacob talked about that, there is blood everywhere. Like, that was a war oh, which yeah. nobody survived. Like, it, hardly anyone survived. Where in this one, I only lost two characters, only two died. Now, for those who don't know, for with Fire Emblem, they have permadeath. So what the, that's the whole thing it's basically there for, where you have to protect your units, because if they die, they die. They're, they're dead. And mm. all they retreat... Except, and you don't like, your, your main heroes, but that's... Yeah, if you if you main if you main heroes or story if your main heroes die, um, you you're dead. That's it. The end of the battle. So if the tw- either the twins die, it's a game over. If either story people die, they just basically retreat and they don't see them again. But other people who are kind of like optional, yeah, if they die, they're dead and they ain't coming yeah. back. So yeah, if I, I think there's some chapters you do where like one of your regular members is like important to the story, so they if they die, you know, game over too. But mm-hmm. it's not it's not very common for that to happen. No, it, it's not. And this is the thing with, with Fire Emblem. Like, for those who haven't played it, it, there, it is a real-time strategy game. Uh, I turn-based love... strategy. Turn-based strategy, sorry, real-time. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, make sure we get that. Like, I love turn-based strategy games. They are now, they are very quickly, as I, I've grown older, becoming my jam. So if you played something like Advance Wars, Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Ogre, that's the nature of this is. You are basically playing on a grid. You move your units. And you have to be very careful. But in those games like Final Fantasy Tactics and Advance Wars, your characters, well, if they die, just don't worry about it. But here, yep, you need to look after your characters because if they go, they go. And it doesn't matter if you've been yeah. grinding on them for hours. That sounds horrendous. That's getting clipped. Um, <laughs> they're dead. And you have to stop grinding on them because then there will be a crime being committed. And so, yeah, yeah you have to be <laughs> very careful. And some of these units, you can spend hours trying to get how you want them to do and to see them just suddenly fall you're like no yeah no. oh yeah it's rough so are you one of the players that will reset the map then if somebody dies or do you yes. just carry on yeah well it depends okay. it depends so yeah you either have two options either let them die or restart the whole map and again it depends who it is and it depends how far i've gotten in the map i think yeah. the characters who died on me i was like i am so far into this level they're not one of my major people. I can live with the fact they die. So yeah. it's like, and that's it, a that's how the developers like wanted people to play. Like it's like if a character dies, let them die. That's part of the game. But yeah, like part of like you just got that mentality. You're like, but I want to see the good ending for everybody. If they die, they don't get the good ending. I yeah. want to know what happens to them. You do. You don't. You go get that line of text to see how they do. It's like yeah, he went and held a bakery. He went and did this. And it's like yeah. she died in battle. Oh, yeah. Because like those those end vignettes of like what they did after the war is just some of the only like really character building stuff you get with a lot of the characters outside of the support convos. Yes. But the whole support convo system is fucking broken and garbage. And you'd have to play through the game like 80 times or something like that to get uh, to see all the different support conversations. Yeah, so what he means by that is that you can basically walk up to somebody and when you get your options of like fight, item, supply, you can basically talk depending on the unit and you can learn more about their backstories. Now, I I only had one support conversation throughout this whole freaking thing and I will get yeah. onto that momentarily because, oh my God, it's the one that everyone was probably talking about. 
but <laughs> the support conversations actually really do flesh out some of your character, your back characters, and essentially can tell you about their lives, how they came to be, where they are. And I've read some of them like on Wikipedia's, and they are quite interesting, you know. But yeah, get them on the some game, of them are really there. fucking weird, mm. really weird. But uh, like, yeah, lots of them are really cool. But it's just it's such a weird system to try and do it. Like, it's an invisible experience tracker for it, first of yeah. all. So that's already a bad start. And like the amount of points you get, you have also an invisible starting amount of points for each uh, like pairing of characters. And then you get like barely any points by just waiting uh, beside each other on the map. So if you're wanting to grind those conversations, you basically clear the map out for the boss. And then you just have all your units you want to have the support conversations just stand beside each other. And you just skip through turns for like 40, 50 turns until you hit the also invisible maximum per battle that you can get. The idea that's just Fantastic. so stupid—it's so stupid. It's like we've won the battle. Hang on, stand there, don't yeah. move. Just look yeah. at each other's it... eyes. Just gaze until one of you wants to open your mouth. It's fine. Yeah. It's... I mean, you're already kind of pulling yourself out of it with like a the kind of the suspension of disbelief for like just some of the conversations that happen. It's like you're on the fucking battlefield. Yeah. Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, that's one of the things I like about the future Fire Emblems. They move the support combos to, like, at your base. Yes. Like, that makes a lot more sense. When you're not fighting, you can chill and talk and get to know your comrades. Not, yeah. like, in the middle of a battle. Like, you're sitting there, like, Joshua wants to talk with Erica while, like, say... Uh, let me look at here. While um, Marissa, we'll say, is just, like, dying beside them and it's like hey what's going on let's chat for a minute it's like there is an axe coming towards your head what are you doing yeah <laughs> this you no yeah I, I do agree that is a silly thing I, again because i was trying to fly through this as quick as possible i mm. didn't have a lot well i didn't have the like 99 of these chats so it, the game's there for you, but it, I do agree. It kind of would take you out of the situation. It's like, yes, we're out of the battle. We we, we want to, you know, we're done. Oh, now we want to have a conversation about bullshit during a battle, which is done an hour ago. So yeah, it, it kind of does lose you a little bit. But what I will mm -hmm. praise this game for compared to the last one, there were two story chapters in the, 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 the previous GBA game. And the first one was Lynn's chapter. And that was just basically a huge tutorial didn't really have yeah. that in this one. They just got in. They said, do you want the tutorial? No. Okay, great. Get into it. It's like, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, because even with, with Lynn's story, if you play on hard mode or I think it's Maniac is the higher difficulty. I don't even know if we got that difficulty in in the US version, but either way, like you're, it still feels kind of tutorial. Like she's mm. at a much higher risk of getting one shot or two shot by all the axe wielders in the first few chapters, but it still kind of feels tutorial. Yeah, no, that's not at fun. the start. I do. I can't, can't support, I, I get it. It makes sense. Like It's like when you play a Pokemon game, there should always be an option. I know what I'm doing. Let me go. I think they did yeah. put that in eventually because it needs to, it needs to happen. But Oh God, I was so happy where I could just go, okay, there's minor stuff here. I can just crack on. Let me just get into the adventure. Let me have some fun and kill shit. And I was happy. I was very happy mm. to do this. As it, it is, I'd say, an easier game in comparison to the previous one. And maybe it's because they went, 
well, there's two reasons. Either when they went, okay, that Fire Emblem game, they didn't like it in the West, but it did sell very well. Or we've also got too much shit to do with Path of Radiance for the GameCube. We've got to get that sorted. Let's just yeah. literally get this out really quick. And I think that was probably more of the the option. It was like, we've got most of our team doing Path of Radiance. Let's just bang this one out quick as we can. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more the second one because the first game sold incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was it was Super Smash Bros. that really like made the West yes. interested in Fire Emblem, and so then they gave us the game that doesn't have either of the fucking characters from Smash Bros. <laughs> you get to play as Roy's dad, though. You can play as Roy's dad. You can play as Roy's dad. Yeah. In the prequel game, that's a sequel to the game that's Roy that Roy's from. It's 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 so stupid. Like yeah, but, like I had that those game days, as well. Yeah, but like those days, you know, like that was kind of still like the infancy of the internet so like i hadn't even heard of fire emblem before and the game we got was just called fire emblem it didn't Mm. have the tag the blazing blade like it had in japan it was just fire emblem so everybody assumed okay that's the first game oh it's it's like advanced wars but it's swords and magic that's pretty cool but no turns out this is the grandfather like fire emblem walked so advanced wars and final fantasy tactics could run It, it you know like what? Even even the original Fire Emblem is based off one of Intelligent Systems' other old games that was uh, similar to Advance. I think that it was the precursor to Advance Wars. Like yeah, they had was. that on the NES, and then made Fire Emblem from that system, and then like continued both. And this thing, I I went when I went back to the UK. So this is a while ago now, like over Christmas ago, and I found the original Fire Emblem game. I was like, when did I get this? Because. Hmm? I can't remember putting that in my GBA. I was like, whether I, I don't know, I don't know when I purchased it. I definitely know I didn't purchase it when I was actually using the GBA. So maybe I saw it years later. But I look back now and go, holy shit, I wish I had bought that Fire Emblem and Sacred Stones when they first came out because I would have loved those games. I would have gone mm. ape shit for them. But again, yeah, without the lack of the internet, you really have to say what those games were. So I suppose I can understand why it's a bit of a gamble. But I'm glad they did gamble because the series is, you know, for me, one of my favorite series now. And the mm. fact it's doing so well, whenever like we all lose our shit when a new Fire Emblem gets announced. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with this. The the coolest thing I've noticed is like you'll see like like even just from the the GBA Fire Emblem to. Um, sacred stones here just like some of the new systems they come in they're like oh that's a pretty cool way they innovated this game it's like oh turns out that was a system from this super nintendo games that got taken out because of them cutting the game down to like a smaller portable style and then they just slowly started adding those features back in but like we had no clue because we didn't play the first six games no that like like pairing up and stuff like that, like all like um, awakening and fates is all about like pairing up and making the kids and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's genealogy. They already yeah. did that 20 that years ago. Making <laughs> babies. Like, and so, as I yeah, said, that's skills, they already had skills. They did skills in genealogy. They did skills in Thrasia seven, seven, six. Like, yep. All this stuff has already been previous and they're just like slowly bringing it back. So it's, it's pretty cool to see that. It, I mean, that's thing, yeah, the game brings it back to, it's like, here you go, Western audience. Here's, it's they probably, the Japanese probably like, oh, fucking Westerners. We have to dumb it down to get those bastards yeah. back up to speed. And yes, making babies, that's, oh, God, genealogy. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking genealogy. Um, but yes, making babies is a thing. It's a, and I remember playing Awakening. I said, that was the first time I played was Awakening. And that was oh, like, okay, yeah. babies. Everyone wants babies. Yeah. 
Now, yeah, and then it's like some weird pocket dimension nonsense so that they get to be the same age as their parents. Yes, yes. And then they warp it. I don't know. Because it, it's a reasons. whole thing with those ones. Yeah. they At least in genealogy, they make it make sense. It's just time passes and they get older. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm not perfect. All I'll say is, if you play genealogy, you know. If you haven't played genealogy, don't spoil it. And I won't. Yeah. I, when we do that episode, there will be a spoiler tag, but we're going into that later on. All I'll say is, you know, you know. Right. Now, I want to talk about some of these characters because there are 34 slash 33. I know which order I've said that. There's a reason for that. Characters, playable characters in this game. The main characters are the twins, who are Erica and Ephraim. I I like them. I like them. Yeah, they're they're kind of bland, but I mean, they're just like you know, good for the sake of good. They're they're, they're not. It's it's not a bad thing though. It's it's not like maybe bland was the wrong word. They're simple. Yeah, they're simple. Like I I liked Erica. Like anytime I got a like an item that boosted stats, I just pumped it into her. I was like. And I suppose this is because I was playing Engage with Aaliyah and she just basically was dominating everything. At one point, she had every red line going onto her and she was still surviving turns. It was like, this bitch won't die. So I was just... Oh, with the... You had the Erica ring on? Yes. Yeah. So she was just dominating. So I was just like, you know what? Let, let, let's see if I can make Erica just as good. And she was... You know, her story with Ephraim, she just wants to meet him and get back. Now... The thing I need to talk about with these two characters, so they're twins, and people can look at me weird. They are fucking. They're fucking. <laughs> they're fucking. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> they're fucking. I've got evidence. They're fucking. This is this is where George R. Martin went. He saw the Lannisters and went right. That's how we're basing these off. He'll come out on his deathbed and say, "I based this on these two. No, they're just they're just really close. They're, they're not really close. They're fucking." They're absolutely the thing is <laughs> so my evidence is two twofold, two threefold. Actually, I have three bits of evidence. One. All right, when, lay it on me. When they're on the battlefield at one point, the only support conversation I had in the whole freaking game was this one. And it's where he goes to her, strokes her cheek, and she blushes. That's fucking weird. Yeah, the the I think that's kind of more of a translation. Bullshit. Too. Bullshit. And you have to think too, like it is a Japanese game too. So like uh like being physically close with your family and stuff is a lot more common there than in like Western society. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I accept that, but it's the blushing. That's what gets yeah. me. That's, that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe she didn't blush in the original and they just kind of added that. Like some some of the some of the translations uh with this one are just kind of a little weird. Yeah, but if you think weird... that's the weirdest one, you you the... missed you missed the weirdest fucking support in this entire well, game. We'll get into that once we get you can mention that after the after I've gone on my rant. Second, yeah, yeah, right, give me your other ones. Lion slash Leon, um, basically he loves Erica. This is in the the Erica run. He loves her, but he says, "Oh, I I, I love you, but I, I'm never as good as your brother." I was like, "It's a fucking brother. It doesn't matter." Yeah. Stop. <laughs> So you 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 could be half as good as Ephraim. Doesn't why he's the brother only if he fucking he fucking her. <laughs> so that's why you can't compete, bitch. Because he fucking her. He, <laughs> he's doing it. 
And the third bit of evidence, right? In Fire Emblem Heroes, which is a mobile phone game, right? There's Oh, here we go. Yeah, because <laughs> I only found this last night and I pissed myself laughing. There's a text from her and it's like, our love is so strong that people say that we're fucking, that's disgusting. I was like, no, you, you complain too much. You fucking, you definitely fucking. All right. Well, maybe you've got your evidence. I disagree with it, but yeah, facts don't care about your feelings. They don't. <laughs> they, they are. They are at it. It is horrendous, incesty thing. This is the basis of Game of Thrones. This is the whole basis of Fire and Ice trilogy, of Fire and Ice series. I know George R. Martin's going to come out one day and say, "Yes, it is." <laughs> I was playing Sacred Stones, and I thought, "Oh, this will make a really good thing." Just change the blue hair to blonde, and you've got a book. It's great. <laughs> yeah, but either way, that's still not the creepiest support conversation in the game. Okay, go on. What is the creepiest? Uh, it's uh, Tethys and Arthur. Yep. If you remember them, Tethys the dancer, and then Arthur, he's like that priest you get near the start. Yes, I love him. Um, he's great. Don't don't wreck so yeah, my but, don't wreck my image of him. Oh no, he's great. He's not the problem in the support conversation. It's Tethys. Uh, she like hits on him for the first couple, and is like really weird and like really pushing him to dance, and he doesn't want to dance. But she's like, oh, but you have like such a pretty young face. You'd be such a good dancer. And then in their like. Um, s support and like she basically says like to call her like mom and she's gonna be like his mommy kind of thing and it's just like it went from hitting on him to now she wants to be his mommy and it's just really yeah, really that's, weird that's especially because he's like older. i think arthur's probably like 14 and she's like 20 oh no yeah they're wrong oh yeah yeah, yeah i know what you mean yeah that's weird that's really creepy yeah, like oh yeah, that's oh. Let's just keep. Ooh. And then Valter too, the the villain. Yes, uh, I liked him. Just, I liked him. Yeah, just some of the some of the shit he says in regards to Erica about like you know, he wants to like her that she's his prey and stuff, and he can't wait to get his hands on her and all this, and it's just like never explicitly says what he wants to do but it's it's definitely like implied right, right there yeah the, it, it's i didn't now you've tainted his image i wasn't thinking that i was thinking <laughs> he was just gonna rip her apart i wasn't thinking of the um not very wrong, wrong stuff but i yeah, didn't he was gonna rip her apart all right but uh in a different way see i didn't mind him i thought he's actually quite a cool character because he was just there to kill people he wasn't there for the whole grand plan and it's like, oh, I get behind him. But then he kind of, his chapter was like, oh, okay, he's done. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think he's, grander. I think he was a really, I think he was a really cool villain. It's just, yeah, the, the, he was just creepy towards Erica. But again, I think that was another translation thing. I don't think he was that fucking weird in the well, Japanese version. Uh, you presented your evidence. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to come out from Japan and go, this is the actual, like, basically, yes, he wanted to do that really, really naughty thing. And then someone's going to go, yeah, the fucking, that's what's going <laughs> to I'm not going to lie. When I, I wanted to see if that was actually true, I was expecting, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole here. I'm going to go down a sick rabbit hole and my phone's going to hate me. 
But no, luckily yeah. I just found that it's disgusting thing and I went, I'm done. That's great. I like that. Right. So, Read enough to confirm my suspicions. That's all I need. <laughs> that's all I need to know. Okay, so some of the other characters want to go through here. So there was... Oh, God, I have to go through this. Seth. Seth! Seth is the biggest god I have ever seen in a video game. Ever. He is king. He's he's pretty good. As far as uh, the Jagan archetype goes, uh, he's definitely one of the better ones. So, for those who don't know what you mean, normally you always get, you start your game with one superpowered character, and by the end of the game, he kind of gets taken over by the other units. But he's there, like, basically, to kind of look after people. So he weakens people, and then the other units can take over, and if you get the kill, good experience. But this guy, oh my yeah, God. That's, that's the way you're supposed to do it with those kinds of units. Yes. Some people get caught up in the trap and just use them to just steamroll through everything. Yes. And then they've got a weak ass army at the end. That's like That's what that's, you don't want to do. That's the tricky thing about those those guys. Yeah. But he breaks but, the mold cuz you could yeah. do the game with just him. Yeah, he's definitely one of the stronger ones. He doesn't fall off nearly as hard uh in the later half of the game like uh most pre-promotes do. He's uh, he's king. He literally walks in. I just saved him for the bosses and literally you just walk up to a boss and they're like, uh, face my wrath. And he just literally gets his dick out and goes, bang. And it's like, ah, <laughs> dead. Yeah. Dead. And then you could put him in the arena. I put him in the arena. He got so many levels up in the arena. I was like, this is just not fair. This is cheating. Mm. This is ridiculous. And it was oh, like, especially he starts with that silver lance too. Yeah, like, he starts with a silver lance. Like, at least just give him two steel weapons, like yeah. silver at the start of the game. That's nuts. And so he just absolutely steamrolls everything. And he's, he, you know, when you have like, I came across that legendary warrior. Oh my god, he survived against him. It's like if anyone even survived a turn against Seth, I was like, wow, what a turn! I should say. Because he just dominates. Yeah. Which is crazy because, like, uh, even, like, talking on message boards and stuff about this game, like, I've not encountered a lot of people who had a bad Seth. Like, he always ends up good at the end of the game. Like, not necessarily godly by the end of the game because he doesn't have those extra levels mm. like uh, like Weir units do. But, like, his growth rates aren't even that good. But just somehow he always ends up good for everybody. Yeah. He's just, like, I literally laugh my head off. I'm like, literally, I'm like, if in doubt, send Seth. And I, again, maybe this is why the game's easier. I literally would have him in the back, and it was like, it's time for the boss. Seth, go. Like, I say, I'm releasing him, releasing his secret weapon, and he'd just walk up and just go, fuck off. I was like, this is so yeah. funny. <laughs> He's just broken. He said, you could probably do the game with him. And I'd, I'd, if I played it again, I would just play it with Seth. I'd just keep Erica and Ephraim back in base, let everyone else die, and then just go with him. Like, right, done. Yeah. Bye, everyone. I'm sure some people have done Seth-only playthroughs, and there's a lot of Axe users. So I'm, I think he could, I think he could probably clear the game. Uh, except for all, there's some of the the magic heavy battles that yeah. you kind of just get absolutely ruined in. But yeah, they, I mean he, that's what items are like for. Them. He you doesn't just give like them. them if you're using if you're soloing the game with him he's getting all the stat up items so he'll just get a whole bunch of those resist up ones 
And then there's one, uh, there's an item that'll just temporarily restore, uh, temporarily boost your resistance for a battle. Yeah. For like three turns in a battle or something like that. That's all he needs. I don't remember what it is. It's one of, one of the items. You buy them like pretty well near the start of the game. And uh, yeah, they just give you a boost in your magic resistance for a few turns. So throw one of those on them and... You don't... You're just like, yep, yeah, cheers, yeah. cheers. Now, he does have like his basically his underling and his underling's called Franz. Now, have you seen yeah. um, John Wick 4? I have not seen any John Wick. Okay, so there's a character in John Wick 4 and he's only in it for like like two minutes and his name is Klaus. And that's all he says. He goes, my name is Klaus. I am Klaus. My name is Klaus. That's all he says. He's this big, heavily tattooed man. Slaps John Wick around. My name is Klaus. And I just, after watching that film, I just have this thing for Franz. He comes in and just goes, my name is Franz. My my name is Franz. And that's all. Every time (laughs) I was using him, my name is Franz. And that was it. That's all I did with him. I was like, I'm so stupid. Yeah. Did did yours did your uh, friends end up being pretty good by the he end? He did. He did. It's right. basically like he was like Seth's bitch, but he was still good. Yeah. But it, he was again nothing could beat Seth. But he ended up being one of my main party members because I realized he's meant. I was like, oh, he's going to take over Seth, which just never freaking mm-hmm. happened. But yeah. he was still a really. Well, good if you, if you if you grind him up to level twenty before you promote him, he can easily overtake Seth. He can, he can, but, but I just kept but making... But that's Seth leveling like, to 20. <laughs> yeah, Seth was just becoming too good. He was like, you are too slow for me, son. I must go forward and be the king. Okay, okay, Seth, you do what you want. Hey, the other yeah. characters I love, um, I love Joshua, the pirate man. Oh, um, yeah, Joshua's great. He, he's cool. Killer, again, kill, killing Edge, right off the bat. You get him in, what, chapter four, and he yeah. comes with a killing edge already? Like, Holy that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> It's like he's just annihilating high crit. So Killing Edge is a high critical use of critical. So he is literally using Shadow Clone Jutsus all over. And then he becomes a Swordsmaster. And literally, Shadow Clone Jutsu is his only move. I was like, oh my yeah. god, this game is he's broken. He's just a beast of a dodge tank. Yeah, he just dodges everything. Now, the other character I like was, was Garrick. Now, Garrick's a hero who you require as, yep. like, you have to go get him. Now, hero, well, he's, cool. he's a mercenary. Then you, he becomes a hero. I was like, yeah. oh my god, they're giving us one of these because in the previous game, um, oh, the hero you get given is fucking broken. Absolutely broken. Can hit four times yeah. in a turn. Doesn't happen with Garrick, but still. Yeah. Who is it, that again? Oh, uh, th- that was that that would have been from his weapon. Yeah, it was from his weapon. Yeah. yeah. And he was just he was just just destructive. Now Garrick wasn't as destructive, but it was still nice to have a hero. I, I mm-hmm. think it's one of the best classes in the game. It's like once you get one of them, you're like, oh, I kind of win. Um, yeah. You have a laugh with him. And the other one I really like was Gormag. Cormag? Cormag. Yeah. Cormag. Was... Yeah. He's cool. Oh, I always, at, right, Wyvern Riders? Or yes. Always. And people give me shit because it's also like by far the strongest class in almost every Fire Emblem game. They're just good. But it's like, yeah, but he's still just cool. He's just... I, I don't like him because it's a because it's the best class. I like the them because dragons, man. Yeah, dragons it's fucking kick dragons. ass. Dragons cool. Dragons it's cool are cool as shit. shit. And a dragon, and he's yeah. cool as story for the story because his brother he's part of the bad guy army. He's part of the mm. Grado army, and his brother actually ends up getting his brother's not with this whole invade people. He's like, I don't get what's going on, not knowing what's going on with the king, and 
his brother gets killed by uh, Volta. And yeah. Volta, get, Volta just goes, oh, it was Erica. Erica did it. And he's just like, give okay, me no, that no. bitch. Volter doesn't, Volter doesn't just go, oh, it's Erica. He kills Cormag's brother. And then he keeps his corpse with him for a good while. He and does? drags it and presents the corpse to Cormag. That's just like, it's fucked. super fucked up. Huh? Yeah, Volter's, Volter is like fucking crazy. Like He's a fucked up human that's why i like him the more fucked up he is the better so cormac basically goes on this like get me that bitch at the moment erica just goes hello he goes okay i believe you <laughs> end of discussion yeah. <laughs> i join you now and it's like okay and he's awesome he becomes i i got to level him pretty quick or try promote him pretty quick and he was just one of my main characters he's just flying around silver lance and everyone went oh my god this yeah. guy's so cool did, but again uh, did you put him into a wyvern uh knight or a wyvern lord the, the thinner one whichever dragon's thinner i think it okay, was the, yeah because i was like doing research which one should i do yeah because that's the cool thing in this game when you promote it gives you the option to do you want to go that way or do you want to go that way which is new to fire emblem i was like that's cool i like that i'm not predetermined so i normally like for example garrick becomes yeah. a hero she goes from mercy to hero but you can make the decision i like that option um yeah. i will find i'm out never if... gonna make garrick into a ranger because rangers are not good but no er- well, cool have that option there there's a lot of better options for some of the other characters like like with cormag um i always go to the wyvern knight because that's the one that you can only use lances but you get that pierce skill that can sometimes ignore defense I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have that than also get to use swords. I have enough sword users. I don't need another one. No, I, I think I went with the same um, because, again, yeah, you don't need, you do not need more sword users. You get you get a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. Where's me bloody burning? I think I did. Another, go... yeah, another really cool thing that they added was the um, the trainee characters. Yes. Uh, which actually, oh, I meant to mention it earlier when we were talking about like other Fire Emblem games and stuff. This game is actually like pretty heavily inspired by Fire Emblem Gaiden, which is like the, yes. the second one from back in the day. It got I've remade into Echoes, Shadows of Valentia. Like a lot of the stuff is similar to that. Like, you know, you got those bonus dungeons you can go do. There's dungeons in Gaiden. Um, you got these uh, at the start of the game in Gaiden, you got uh, three villagers that you could then promote into like a whole slew of different um, base classes. And then again, into their, their final class. And they could become and the best so, characters. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it, they brought that back into this game with um, Amelia and Ross and Ewan. Yeah, I saw them. So I didn't get Amelia. I didn't get to her in time. Uh, I was like, cause I messaged you. I was like, have I lost her? And you were like, yes. I'm like, ah, <laughs> Yeah. And Ross, I could see he's, yeah, he's basically his daddy's underling. I was like, oh, I can't be honest. Ross is a fucking beast. Yeah, I didn't use Ross. Um, I used his daddy. Yeah. I promote him into a pirate and then into a berserker. Yeah. So that's the same class that um, Dazla is. Yes. And yeah, but, but um, Ross has the 10 levels as a journeyman and then up to 20 levels as a pirate. And then into Berserker, like he's got so many extra levels to go ahead and get on that. And he's the only other Berserker you can get in the game at, besides Dazla. So it's like he's obviously going to be better than a pre-promote because that's almost always the case. I... And yeah, he just, oh, 
I Ross think as a berserker is just fu- such a beast, and it's hilarious because he's still got the sprite of like this little twelve-year-old with like a little tiny hatchet. Yeah, he will. <laughs> but like <laughs> in game, he's just this fucking giant berserker that's just mowing everything down with his axe. And if you see the sprite for what a berserker looks like, they are. I am Hulk. Urgh. So to see him, yeah. yeah, that'd be quite funny. I think when I play, I play uh, another one. And then maybe go on to do these pre-promotes. I probably will actually try and get one going to to try and have a bit more fun and flesh out a bit more of the characters rather than try and speed speed run it. Essentially, watch what I've been doing yeah. because yeah, again, it'd be it'd be amazing just to have more extra characters who could just do damage. But I think I just fell in love with Seth too much. I was like, ah, oh, this is just broken. Um, yeah, and I, I felt when I had more horsey units because once you've got horsey units, you just win. Horsey units, kick yeah. Ass. Uh, the horses, the the cavaliers and paladins have always been uh, horribly balanced throughout the entire series. Like sometimes they're just okay, but they they've never been bad. Mm. Uh, there's been times where they're absolutely broken because of like this canto uh, skill, yeah, that they have. And I don't think they have it in this, but it basically it lets them move after uh, if they don't use all their movement. After they perform an action, they can then use the remainder of their movement. And in some of the games, that also applies to combat. So you can go in, attack something, and then run away. They they eventually changed it. Yeah, they eventually changed it. So it has any non-combat actions. You can continue moving afterwards. But like, holy fuck. Like, especially they got the most move. They've got huge constitution whenever that's applicable for rescuing other units like yeah see that's uh, they, that's they can terrifying. use all the weapons yeah that that that's broken shit and again there's probably reason why this game is a little bit easier because it just is um and maybe they patched that well again they went to they went to the gamecube after that i've not played that and i'm not paying the amount of money required to get hold of that game so yeah, it's gonna I, have to be also wouldn't do that it's naughty. It's going to have to be naughty time, yeah. I think, because how else am I getting hold of that game? Uh, you'll emulate it, and you'll play through it and beat it, and then Nintendo will announce a remastered collection of they uh, will. Path of Radiant, Radiant Dawn. That's what will freaking happen. I can just see it now. <laughs> you bastards. You're, you're going to get me for that. Now, I I actually haven't got much more to talk about this. Have you got more you want to bring to the table? You have the guy. Um, just just um story wise, there's like one more fucked up character I wanted to talk about. Go on. Uh, Orson. Orson, go. Yeah. Uh, he you remember him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he's. Uh, that's just... why I said thirty-four to thirty-three. Yeah. So. Uh... So yeah, he starts with Ephraim in chapter five, and you're just like, oh yeah, he's you know he's Ephraim's pre- he's Ephraim's version of Seth. Like yeah. you know, you got your two cavaliers, and then he's your pal, and you're like, okay, yeah, I just simple, I know what's going on here. And then he immediately fucking betrays you, and then turns out later in the game, he tried to get his dead wife brought back to life, and she kind of didn't really. Yeah, kind of. Like, and it kind of went not wrong. even like, like yeah, like and it's not even that like they like magically kept her as like a zombie or anything like that. Like, or I guess that's exactly what it was. It wasn't like she was just like possessed or something like that. And, Mm. and brought back in that way, like um, King Zephyr was, she was literally just a rotting decaying corpse. Yeah. It's like this guy doesn't have, 
he doesn't have anything wrong with his brain. Like he's not influenced by dark magic or anything. He's just like went in such a downward spiral after his wife passed that like, he's just crazy with grief and like holding this rotting corpse. Like it's just one of the most fucked up, just like character interactions and like stories in like the entire series. Like, it's just like, God damn, what like why did it have to be so rough on this dude like yeah he betrays you but just like it's yeah especially for for how like the the game doesn't get really really dark like that very much no it doesn't it really doesn't so like sometimes like some comes out of the blue of just like okay that was a little darker than i expected but orson just takes the cake like nothing has ever like given me such emotional whiplash than like finding out with him and his wife like i was just like and like as a kid playing this too i was like what the fuck <laughs> like it, it, i i would have pardon me they just basically get there find his wife and go just just put it down just just yeah just just put it i would have loved to see what it actually looks like again internet may tell me this but yeah i feel i kind of have that like i you know i love my missus i love the queen like what if something happened to her but would I want to see her as a rotting corpse? Probably not. But again, you don't know until uh, you're actually was, in he that. He was doing you? more than seeing her. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. He... As you've put it earlier in this episode, he fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he <a> fucking. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Put that to bed. Kill it. Kill it. Sure kill it with is. fire. Yeah. But yeah. Like otherwise. Yeah. Like it's. It's a good game uh back to the um the tower and like uh that extra stuff so it's i as much as like a lot of people didn't like them adding like unlimited grinding into fire emblem uh the way they handled it in this game was pretty cool because it's there throughout the whole game and it's just like yeah you can go hang out in there if you want but Up then that yeah. ends up being the entire post game ends up being you got to go clear that tower a bunch of times to recruit extra characters because you can recruit all a bunch of the villains from throughout oh, can the you? right yeah you play through that tower a whole bunch and then there's like the whole creature campaign thing like there's just a shitload of post game that you can do afterwards where you're just going around killing monsters and yeah you can uh unlock um 10 of the the uh vil- not all villains but villains and like other people that's that, pretty cool um, you've seen in the game so like uh there's uh calic calic i can't i don't know how to pronounce that him uh general fado glenn um king hayden oh uh, wow so they're back from the dead yeah queen ismar uh lion orson reeve selena and valter like you can all recruit for playing in the in the post game like that's quite cool it's pretty cool and i think they even added some extra monsters like some stronger variants and stuff in the in the creature campaign and it so it's just cool that it was like you know this little side thing that you can ignore and then you beat the game it's like oh no that's there you go there's your post game it's there if you want it go, cru- I mean, go crush that now so and i like that again i didn't i won't knock off scores in that sense because i'll probably give it an extra point because i imagine that'd be pretty good in my actual thinking of what i'm going to give this game but I just didn't have, I've, I played the story, but right, okay, I'm done with this. And again, it wasn't because I didn't want to play anymore. It's just because I thought, right, I've got other stuff to do. I've done the story. And if, yeah. again, if if I had this game back in the day, I would have done the extra stuff. I know I would have, 
So it doesn't lose points for that. I think that gains a point because there's plenty of stuff to do actually, which I really, really like. Yeah. And even with the grinding, that shit is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I I, th- I think you did. You say you you dipped into that tower of Valney? No, I, d- I didn't. I didn't even go near it. I saw it. I knew okay. what it was. Um, but I had heard it was red. It's it's difficult. But I thought my soldiers yeah. are currently my army's doing okay. It doesn't need to grind at the moment. I thought if I needed to grind, I would have gone after them or some of the monsters like roaming the field. Well, no, we're doing okay. We're doing fine. We'll just crack on the pace we are. Yeah, so like the first floor is pretty easy, and like I said, you can you can just kill a bunch of the stuff on the f- first floor, then retreat and just keep doing that endlessly to grind, and it's a lot faster than the arena. But like once you get past that first floor, that tower is not fucking around anymore. Like that, it it's the style of um, post game content where if your character didn't get good growth rates, it doesn't matter that you max them out. They're not going to be strong enough. Right. Okay. Like, well, yeah, you need, that's you fair need enough. to get good growth rates with your other units. So then maybe turns out all your characters suck. And some of the guys that were sitting on the back line, you got to grind them up now and see if they fare better. I like that. And, I like that. Yeah. And like, and it's so good. Like, like this was one of my one games that I had on my game boy. So it's just like, you can you have all this post game content that you can go and build up other characters and at a little bit of a faster clip than you would like normally through the storyline to like kind of get them into their their advanced classes and test them out and instead of having to like replay the game it's like okay well I'll play through again on this one and I won't use so and so this time I'll try this guy instead and it's like you don't have to do that you can just try them out in the post game grind them up quick and see how they fare that's how it should and I be. Think you can I like get, that. I think you can get like dupes of like a bunch of the legendary weapons and stuff in the tower and uh, hammer and staffs for renewing the durability on your weapons, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, that's what you need. And again, that's great. Okay, so I, a little little kid me would have would have done that all day long. I really would have. And maybe I still got my save file. So maybe I'll go back to it one day when I'm just yeah. like, oh, let's just dip my toe a little bit. No, no, no. Too scary. Too scary. Too scary. No, it never happened. Dip your toe in and... Give Ross a chance. Find out what a fucking beast he ends up being. Yeah, level two Ross. Get in there. Get in there, mate. You could do it. Oh, that's yeah. good time. Yeah, he can just he just stand behind Seth and just throw that hatchet. <laughs> just stand behind Seth. Just come on, kid. I'll get you through this. No, I need an adult. Yes, you do. I am the adult. <laughs> no, I need an adultier adult. Adultier <laughs> adult. adult. All right then, Sunshine. What are you giving this score out of ten? What are you giving it? Out of ten. Uh I yeah, I'll give it like uh seven. Ooh, I'm giving it an eight. What's your yeah, reason like, for a seven? Uh it's just kind of this the story is just eh. That that really brings it down for me. Um I don't know, maybe it is an eight. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to think of like the stuff that I don't like about the game, it's not that it's bad, it's just fine. Yeah. That's, like that's especially of having played like other fire emblems of the series i haven't played any of the older ones yeah uh, older than blazing blade um but or binding blade whichever one the ellywood one is mm-hmm. fire emblem fire emblem and that's it that's that's all it is that one but uh yeah like just that one was so fucking good that like it was really hard to to follow it i found and so like is the the systems of sacred stones are fantastic yeah like, i love them really awesome to see which what turned out being you know a bunch of the old systems coming back into the series 
but it just felt like such an elevation in the gameplay from the previous Fire Emblem, but just the story kind of went down. And it ended up turning out that that was kind of the beginning of the end of Fire Emblem is kind of not going to always have a great story. Yes, yes. I think that's a fair enough summary, to be honest. I think yeah. it is. I it's said, it's I enjoyed a fine it. game. It's it's not a fantastic game, but it's not a bad game. It's just kind of a game, you know? It's, it's a game. Yeah, I think for me it's it gets certainly seven. one of the games of all time. <laughs> no, compared, yeah. I think for me it gets seven, and then add the extra post content, gives it an eight, which I never played, so people can have a go at me for that. But, sir, I'm going to bid you farewell, and thank you very much for joining me in my humble abode once more. No problem. Thanks for having me again. All right. Take care yourself, Sunshine. All the best. You too. And that was episode 89 of Fire Emblem The Sacred Stones for the Game Boy Advance. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you really enjoyed yourself. And thank you very much again to Keegs. I really loved having you on the show, mate. And I can't wait till you come back on. And that's it for another week. Honestly, I hope you all have a great week. Look after yourselves. Take care. And I'll see you all then. I've been Danny. Bye-bye. <laughs>